Now that's again is a powerful statement. I just love that. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. She is not only saying, uh, let this come to pass, I accept what you're saying. She is also commanding this to happen in her own life. Be it done to me. Let this happen to me, even according to what you said. She has laid hold on what has been spoken. She has understood what has been spoken. And now she's commanding that word to come to pass in her own life. Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud. And I thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, I have a special message to give to you. It is called the Mother of Rebellion. That's right, the Mother of Rebellion. And it is also part number 16 in the ongoing series of You Will Reign in Life. I know that this message will be a blessing to you. We had a great time today in service, and I just wanted to make sure that it hit all of the media outlets so that you will hear it as well. I know that you will be richly blessed by it, and I'm so grateful that you took the time to hear this recording. Oh, and don't forget to contact us on our website. We would be so glad to hear from you, www.kingdomrock.org. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, The Mother of Rebellion, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. And he wrote down, his name shall be called John. They said, what? And immediately, he opened his mouth and could speak again. Immediately. There was a word that was released to him of something that was going to come to pass. He doubted. And the Lord would not allow his doubt to come out of his mouth, so he closed, in effect, shut the mouth. Of course, I'm sure he could still physically open his mouth and eat and things of that nature, but he could not speak until after this promise had come to pass. We're going to pick this up as we uh, look down to verse number 26, and we're going to look at the case of Mary. Now, this is extremely prophetic. Uh, I know that today is Mother's Day again. I want to acknowledge all of our wonderful mamas. I just love y'all. Love you. Love you. I want to acknowledge my, of course, my own mother. Hi, mommy. I love my mommy. <laughs> Pass you not for tall like that. You about to be a real man. Hey, mommy. <laughs> I love my mommy. Praise Jesus. All right. Are you ready to go today? So we're going to pray first, and then we're going to go right into the Word of God because I've got so many things to show you. So if you're ready to hear, I'm ready to give it to you. Amen? Amen. All right. We're going to let some of our guests come in before I go ahead and pray today because I want everybody to be uh, ready to hear. So again, I'm going to read Luke 1, verses 26 through 38 to get the entire scope of this, okay? Now, of course, when you get home, you can read the entire chapter of the book of Luke, or rather, the uh, entire chapter of Luke 1 to get a good, good picture, okay? All right, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day and for the things that you have prepared for us. Lord, we pray that you would speak today especially by your Spirit. Holy Spirit, we are depending on you to minister a word in season, to minister a word that we can all hear and understand, to give us that word, O oh God, that will change our lives Speak what it is you want to say. I yield myself to you. I admit I don't have it, and I'm depending on you to give it. We're depending on you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Luke 1, verse 26 through 38, 
I'm going to read this, and then we're going to uh, go on and talk about it, because this is powerful. Again, we're speaking from the subject of the mother of all rebellion, or rather the mother of rebellion. Can you say that? The mother, the mother of rebellion. You didn't sort of stammer like I did. But. The mother of rebellion. All right, here we go. Luke 1, verse 26 through 38. I've been reading this to you out of the King James Version. It goes like this. In the sixth month, uh, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named, what? Nazareth. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was? Mary. Was what? Mary. Was what? Mary. Was Mary. Very important. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she heard and when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive. Now, if you're um, making notes or highlight or underline in your Bible, the word conceive, the word conceive, say conceive. conceive. Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? So uh, we read a moment ago about Zacharias. He asked the question too, but his question was in doubt. Give me some assurance that I know that this is going to come to pass. Mary is asking for clarification. Are you hearing? There's a difference. All right, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, uh, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing, that, uh, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who uh, who was called barren. Also very important word, barren. Verse 37, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And 38, and Mary said, now this is extremely important for us to realize. Okay, here's the heartbeat of the church. Mary said here, or should I say the true born again believer? Hear this. Mary said here, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now, I said again that that should be the heartbeat or that is, I believe, the heartbeat of every born again believer who is dwelling in the Lord, who uh, has a sense of the timing and hour that we're in right now. The heartbeat is this. Hear me. And this is really the call for this is a thing that God is using to usher in this last time, these last days revival, when the people of God, when the body of Christ or the bodies that Christ wants to use to bring in an anointing in the earth says, be it unto me 
even according to your word. Now that's again is a powerful statement. I just love that. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. She is not only saying, uh, let this come to pass. I accept what you're saying. She is also commanding this to happen in her own life. Be it done to me. Let this happen to me, even according to what you said. She has laid hold on what has been spoken. She has understood what has been spoken. And now she's commanding that word to come to pass in her own life. That is awesome. That is awesome. When was the last time that uh, we have done that? Are you hearing? For most, the word goes out. It goes over, but it never gets in. Are we commanding the word of God to take form and shape in us to be produced out of us? Hallelujah. All right. So I want to show you something here. She asked for clarification. How shall this come to pass? As the word was given to her. Remember, Zacharias doubted. Zachariah doubted. He, he doubted. And of course, close your mouth. You're not going to abort this, this blessing, this promise from coming to pass in your life. Now, that was very, very prophetic in itself because God can give you a word and you can use your mouth and destroy or abort the blessing that God wants to send through you. So here again, this is highly prophetic. When God gives you a word, we must um, we must acknowledge that word. We must receive it and receive it or we can say conceive it. We're going to look at that and receive it as our very own. And that word will change your life. Hallelujah. All right. So, again, if some of you are looking for a traditional Mother's Day message, I think you may have time now to go to another church and find it. (laughs) Sorry about that. Should advertise that a little bit better. But if you came for a word from the Lord, you're in the right place. Hallelujah. All right. Now, Mary, I want you to understand this. Mary... Or we can say a mother is one that carries a word. Carries a word, of course, the Lord Jesus was the word of God that was made flesh. Mary carried a word. Carried the word. When was that word spoken? Where where did it come from? It came from heaven. Right? She carried a word that came from heaven. She incubated that word, grew that word within her, and then released that word into the world. She was one who brought agreement from heaven to earth. What was spoken in heaven, spirit, now became physical and walked in the earth. Are you hearing? We're called to do that exact thing. Now, I did not say you're going to be pregnant with Jesus. That has already happened. That's not going to happen anymore. Okay? Christ, Jesus is the Christ. He's the anointing. Mary was pregnant with the Christ, with the anointing. You will also be pregnant with the Christ, with the anointing. Not only woe man, but also man. Hallelujah. Listen, there are things that God has designed and designated for you to bring forth in the earth. And usually, normally, all of us have one big thing that we're called to release into the earth. Now, there'll be a lot of smaller things that we'll do if, if size, if we can really say that. But at least one thing that we're called to release in the earth, that one thing, that one major thing, is kind of like there are certain actors that are known for 
for doing this one role. After that one role, you see him in other stuff, but it's just not quite the same. It's kind of like Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, I think his name. He played that role so well as Luke. Oh, you're my father. Leia, Leia, zoom, zoom. He played that role so well that when people see him, they see Luke Skywalker. And you see him in other movies and you immediately think Luke Skywalker. We were all engineered by God, designed by God to carry at least one thing and release one thing in the earth. Now you do several other things. But at least one thing, one great thing in the earth. Now, it may not be a worldwide, it may not have worldwide impact. It may only impact your home, your neighborhood, your community, your church, wherever. I'm not sure of the implications of that. It's kind of like you throw a rock in the pond and it has ripples. Okay? Depending on our job type, depending on our description, our calling from God. But all of us will make ripples in the pond. Are you hearing? That's our assignment. We're all called at least to do that one thing. Now, you'll have several other things, but there'll be one thing that you will release in the earth that will bless. Okay? So I want to show you as we get to it, the pattern of release. There is a pattern of release. A pattern of release for you to leave your mark in this world before we get out of here. Again, I believe Jesus Christ is soon to come. Very soon. But if but if we if he tarries and we go by way of the grave, there is something that you're going to have to release that he wants to release through you that will affect the nations before we get off the scene. Are you hearing and knowing that will change and alter your reality. So let's go a little bit further. Here again, we were designed to carry a word. Mary here again is sort of like I don't want to say she's a prototype, but she's an example of who we are in this end time church that will hear a word from God, receive that word, and that word will grow inside of us and it will birth out. If it's birthing a food bank, if it's birthing a church, if it's birthing a ministry, if it's it's, uh, birthing a lunchroom Bible study on the job, I'm not sure what God has for you or what he's designed you to do. But one thing is not bigger in significance than the other. If one man says, God called me um, to preach in a nursing home, and I'm going to preach to 10 people in a nursing home. Another man said, well, God called me to preach at Coliseums to preach to 50 and 60,000. Which one is more important in the eyes of God? They're both the same. Absolutely the same because God set both of them on the course and they both uh, will uh, give an account to what God has given them uh, to do, whether over the 10 or the 10,000. They're both the same. Man is the only one that makes the distinction that 10,000 is better than 10. But if I do what God called me to do and do it to his glory, I'll get the same reward as the one who did the 10,000. You understanding? So there's no little job or big job in the kingdom. We simply do what we've been called to do. And God gets the glory. Amen. Amen. Are y'all with me today? All right. Now, let me show you these things. I'm very excited to give you you this. 
So again, Mary is an example of the end time church. She brought forth the Christ, the anointed, and we're going to do the same. We're going to bring forth an anointing in the earth. There's something that has been that has been spoken in heaven, that has been spoken in the spirit for you to bring forth in the earth. You have an assignment. And we're going to bring that thing through to its completion. We're not going to board it through our negative words and negative speaking. Are you hearing? Now, I want to bring this to you. Names are extremely important in the Bible. Names, and they never just happen by accident. Okay? Names define who a person is and what a person does. And again, you do have a name that has not been spoken yet in the earth. There is a name. You have a name that is written in the books of heaven. I guarantee you, I, I can guarantee you, when you say my name is written on the roll, Robert Rudebaker is not there. It's something that you really are. Okay? You have a unique name that is designed for you. Remember, God knows you so intimately, he counted all the hairs on your head. And there is a unique name that has been given to you that is written in the Lamb's book of life. How many Roberts do we have in the world? How many Marks do we have in the world? How many Jameses do we have in the world? There are a whole lot of us. But there is a unique name that God would use to summon you into his presence. And your name defines who you are and what you were called to do. And so now in this life, the Holy Spirit, knowing that information, has set you on a path to fulfill that name. It's a little bit deep, but you're with me. So names have a meaning. There's a reason why uh, Mary is called Mary. Let's go to our board, shall we? Come on. Let's go to our board. What's her name? All right. M-A-R-Y. I know I spelled that right. The name Mary, if you look this up in the, uh, in the Greek, it actually means uh, there rebellion. Yes, I need to switch these two around. Again, if you're looking for perfection, you can leave right now and go find it. Their rebellion. <laughs> you know, so okay, anyway. Mary means their rebellion. Okay? There is a reason why God decided to call her that. Mary's mother did not just come up with this. I believe the Lord inspired Mary's mother to call her Mary. Mary would bring forth a rebellion. What is rebellion? Rebellion is an effort by many people to change the government or leader of a country by the use of protest or violence. Rebellion means an open opposition toward a person, a group uh, in authority. Rebellion means refusal to obey rules or accept normal standards of behavior. God created her uh, not just to go along with the status quo of the day. He was going to do something new in the life of Mary. Right? 
Christ would come out of her and surely Christ would be a rebellion to what was going on in that day. How many times did he say, you blind guides, you, 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 you strain in a net, but you swallow a camel? How will you es- escape the damnation? How will you escape these things? Surely he came against, surely he rebelled against that. He came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. He came to bring in another way. He came to break up the standard and release a new way. Remember, the name is their rebellion. She's not the only one whom God will use to bring in the grace of God, bring in the new order, so to speak, bring in Christ to change the world. Their rebellion, meaning this one, is not going to tolerate the stuff, the same old stuff that is being done. In the end time church, there's a lot of messes being perpetrated as the word of God. A lot of people are just preaching feel-good messages, but don't want to call sin, sin. And oh my goodness, don't say the word hell. Oops, I just said it. If you're in relationship with Jesus Christ, if you receive him as your Lord and Savior, if you are born again, you're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. If you are truly born of God, been born of the spirit, you're going to be with him. But if they reject Christ, there is no place in heaven for disobedient spirits. So they'll have no choice but depart from the presence of the Lord and enter into the fiery uh, places of hell. Their rebellion. Are you with me? I want you to see something. There's a reason not only that the Lord called her their rebellion, because he's going to bring out a new standard. Christ was coming. But look at the Look at the, the name Mary. Mary. Two syllables, right? Mary. Right? If we were to take out the Y, if we were to just drop the Y for a second, every part of this, if you drop the Y, then you have what sounds like Mare, right? M A McMare. I think, yeah, it sounds like Mare. Right, Mary is a female, is a uh, mature, is a mature female. Anybody? Horse. Mature meaning that she will be able. She's fully grown. She's able to have offspring. Horse. What do horses do? They carry a presence. Carry a person. Mary, fully grown, able to carry a presence. Are you understanding? But the Y in the name Mary gives the Y makes it sound like Mare. But if we drop the Y, you'll have a word that sounds like Mar. Mar means to, it means to spoil something. It means to spoil or, or destroy or destruction. I said destroy. Okay, to mar something, which is what will happen if you don't understand the, the why. Okay, the W-H-Y. Are we getting this? If you receive a word from the Lord and you don't understand the why, 
You're going to mar that word. You're going to spoil it with your words. Oh, did you get that? There's a reason why he called her Mary, Mare, a female horse, one who would cause a, a fully mature female that would carry a presence. There's a reason why he kept the why there, why you have to know why or you would destroy or spoil the word that God has given unto you. Isn't that something? So even the very name Mary tells you what she is about to do, what God called her to do. She's anointed to carry a presence. And you are also anointed to carry a presence, his presence. Okay, now people can carry an evil presence. Yes, sure. We can carry an evil presence. You can tell, ooh, what just came in the room? Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. Or we can carry the presence of the Lord. Are you hearing? This is wonderful, isn't it? So what I want you to see, let's go a little bit, let's go a little bit deeper. Can we go a little bit deeper? So again, we are also called to mother or to bring forth the anointing, bring forth the Christ and rebel against the status quo or the accepted state of affairs. The accepted state of affairs. Don't you know in many places, especially in the house of God, it's okay to live a double life. It's okay. It's okay to to yell hallelujah in church. But the night before, we were yelling some profanity and and dancing on the floor. It has been it has been accepted, especially in some of those that stand among the pulpits. It, It has been accepted to see them at the club on Saturday and wake up on Sunday morning and see them on Sunday morning. It has been accepted. In many circles, it has been accepted to serve the devil and serve God because after all, I can always pray and God will forgive me. But Mary was a virgin, which means that she was set aside for the one that would come. Are you set aside for the one that is to come? Are you set aside for the Lord? Or are we mingling with the enemy? Are you hearing? You are designed to bring forth a word. Now, when you receive the word, it should have physical results. There should be something, some physical manifestation, like it was in Mary's life. She was, you could see physical manifestations that she had received the word. In her case, it was Hold up. Hold up, Joseph. Hold up. I'm coming. Hold up. Help me. Help me. There were physical manifestations that she had conceived the word. How many times... Can someone around you tell that you have been to church? Tell that you have been intimate with God. Tell that you have received the word from God. Has your lifestyle changed as a result of the word that you have heard? I've known good mothers who say, well, I can't smoke now. I can't drink now because I'm carrying 
this baby and I don't want to abort or hurt my baby. So I'm not going to do this and that because I'm now pregnant with this child. How many of us in Christian life should be saying, oh, I can't go out with you and do that. I know I used to do that, but I have a word from God now and I don't want to abort that. I'm going to save myself because I know God has something in me and it's causing physical changes. Changes of where you live, changes in where you go, changes of what you watch on TV, changes of what entertainment you have, changes in music. Some of us listen to some very explicit songs. Very explicit stuff. And it's like you're drinking an eighth or a fifth or a forty with a baby in your belly. Oh, I can't get no talking here. Are you hearing? So I want to ask you some questions. When was the last time you conceived a word? When that word has had physical changes in your life. When was the last time you seized the word? Now the word conceive and we're almost done. We're almost done. When was the last time you conceived a word? Now you may have to help me, but I think I got it. Conceived. I think it's spelled right. Miracles do happen. Conceived. Now the word conceived, we often think of it as just meaning what? Becoming pregnant. Conceived. But if you look at the word conceived in the Greek, it does, of course, have uh, indications of, you know, pregnancy, becoming pregnant. But it also, the word conceived also in the Greek, it is sumlambono. Uh, um, yeah, sumlambano. Yes, there it is, sumlambano. I'm not going to say it again. There it is. What does it mean? It means, listen, it means to seize Sumlambano, well, I said it, means to seize, it means to take, it means uh, to take one as prisoner. Understand that. So to conceive, yes it, yes, it talks about a woman being pregnant, but in the Greek, it also means to seize, to take one as prisoner, to seize one for yourself. That is, I got this. I'm not going to let this go. You're my prisoner now. I've got you. I've got this. Are you hearing? When was the last time we heard a word from God and said, Lord, I got that. That's mine. That's mine. I've got it. I've got that. It's mine. I I will hold on to this until this comes to pass. I will not release this until the date of until the date of delivery. Are you hearing? But too often, once we hear the word, it was, oh, it was sure a good message. But we said, I really don't know. But it was surely good. We had a good time. But we haven't captured the word. We haven't taken it in. Are you hearing? Mary conceived. The angel of the the Lord, Gabriel, said, thou shalt conceive. You will do the work. You will capture the word. You will take it as your own. You will, in effect, imprison the word in you. You're going to take it in. Not just hear it flippantly, but you're actually going to take that in. 
Now, in many places, I, I know why they don't take it in, because what is said is not worth being taken in. Ouch, Pastor, I know it. <laughs> I know it. But when you're hearing a word and you know it's from God, take it in, take it in as yours. She conceived a word. To conceive means to take in. All right, now we just got a few more moments to go. It means to take in. You're not only going to take it in, but you're going to take this thing prisoner. You're going to cause this thing uh, to manifest in your life. You're going to say to the Lord, Lord, let your word come to pass in me. Your will be done in me. I'm not going to skirt around it. I'm not going to make excuses for it. Let your word come to pass in me. Why? Because after it's all said and done, and here again, we only have a short time left on this earth. We only have a short time left. And I don't want to spend my time skirting around what God has said. Hallelujah. Please help me tell your, tell your neighbor, don't abort the baby. Don't abort the promise. So again, when was the last time you were seized or you, the last time you were seized or the last time you seized a word from the Lord that forced you to abandon your plans and make a life-altering decision? Because that is exactly what happened with Mary. When she received the word, her plans had to change. And this is what God's word does in our lives. When was the last time that, you, that your natural life showed or revealed, again, that you have been in, intimate with God? When was the last time that your plans were put on hold, oh, Lord, that you put aside your comforts, that you endured pain so that his will would be done? When was the last time? When was the last time you seized the word, you captured it like a treasure? You owned it. You say, God, I own this and you own me. If we can't think of that time when we were seized by the word or we seized the word, if we can't think about the last time that it had that sort of effect on us, then we need to repent. It's not always the preacher fault. Sometimes because you haven't opened your Bible and talked to God. So stop throwing rocks at me. Are you hearing? I think that's a very good place for us to pray right there. And next week we're going to pick this up again and we're going to talk about the pattern of conception. The pattern, there is a pattern of conception to bring forth what God has for you to bring forth in the earth. I'm telling you, you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to find this out. I'm telling you now Amen. that there is an assignment, something unique for all of us to do that we are to release in the earth. And once it has been released, we're then called to steward it, to steward that, to watch over it, to care for it. And then it will go and do what it's supposed to do. And prayerfully, it will reproduce. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. First of all, Father, we repent for not, seethe, not seizing your word, not taking it in, not being of the mindset of Mary here, 
of saying, be it unto me, even according. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.